Well, that was neat. That was about five seconds worth of nothing before the uh, before the uh, lead-in came in. So, anyway, folks, yeah. if you saw that, that's what just happened. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, Brian, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? Hi, hi, everybody. Hope everybody's having a good week. Yeah, even if Biden is in office, we're still having a good week, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, most of us, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, so uh, tonight, folks, we're going to talk about something that you've probably heard already, maybe a little bit, that rivers around this world are drying up all over the place. Uh, what is it, the Yangtze uh, in China, the uh, Hindus, or the Indus in uh, India, uh, three or four rivers in um, Europe, uh, the Colorado here, the Mississippi, um, and it's all because of a drought. So they're telling us what they're trying to make it because of global warming, of course. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that tonight. There, there is no global warming, and, there, and that might be in for a surprise too. It might turn to global cooling pretty soon, which is uh, they'll, they'll want money for that too uh, to buy everybody muckalucks so that we don't all freeze to death. So, <laughs> I know. So Brian, what you know? What's 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 news down by you? The same old crazy, um, you know. Same old thing. They're still pushing the vaccines down here like there's no – like it's like they've never heard of anybody dying from them. So they're still pushing them. Um, you know, they're actually pushing uh, what's it called – oh, what's the, the terminology? But they're actually pushing the flu, the COVID, and one other vaccine. They, they call it the tri, tri-vaccine. It's oh, a trick three. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's three different vaccines separate, but they're pushing all three saying that this year is supposed to be a really bad flu and cold year in Southern California. So uh, get your shot now, you know, and I guess the numbers are going up. And, and we've talked about COVID a lot, but I've still been following it. I've got articles I've downloaded the last few days. But what's happening is people are getting sick from the COVID right. shot, and they're calling it the flu. You know, yeah, that's what's happening. Exactly. You know. And more and more people you know, just dropped. They said again that, no reason, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. That's right. They said that upwards of, upwards of uh, fifty million, uh, is it twenty five or fifty million people have died around the world from the COVID shots now. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, and a lot of countries are discontinuing yeah. the COVID shot, but they're pushing them here really bad. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Mm-hmm. We got a we got a president. Their leaders all want their countries to, to succeed. Our president wants to kill us all. So, what, you know, <laughs> I know, I know. And I think the elections that are coming up to succeed look, here. I know. Well, it looks like oh, Oregon. Yeah. You guys might get a Republican governor. Oh, from your lips to God's ears. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've been watching, and she's doing really good in the polls. And so, there's a chance that Oregon could turn red. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be something to see. Yeah. And I still I still put all my I mean, appeal out there to all the people, all the Republicans in these different states that are looking for a place to go because your state is failing you, like New York mm-hmm. and California for two states right there. Uh move to Oregon. We need more more red voters here. And uh you could probably <laughs> prosper really well here because most of the uh most of the Democrats that live here are basically uh, uh cast members on uh, idiocracy. So, you know, it's, you know, you, you actually prosper here if you came here. So, you know, yeah. give it a thought, toss it around a little bit. Maybe, maybe you guys will come up. 
or come over or whatever, you know. Yeah. New Jersey, too. We'd like to have Republicans from New Jersey, okay? I mean, uh, well, like Gretchen. They're all going to Florida, so. Uh, what's the one Michigan's governor? Gretchen, what's her name? Gretchen uh, Williams? Oh, yeah. Mm. She's, she oh. might lose. No, she's Gretchen. What's that? Yeah. There's a good chance she's going to lose. Yeah. In uh-huh. Arizona, it looks like it might get a Republican governor. So, yeah, yeah, that's in the so bag down I, there. This may be God's way of just slowing things down just a little bit, you know, in our country, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the time's not yet here, right. so maybe this is, you know, the way He's going to do it. Give us some more time. Right. Right. You know, before things get really crazy. Exactly. You know. So. Yeah. Hey folks, if you hear me, if you hear me talking over Brian, folks, it's because we've got a delay between us here. Yeah, we do. And Sorry, I think Brian's done talking because I'm looking at. I look at. No, that's okay. Uh, I look at Brian and I don't see his lips moving, and then I start talking, and then Brian starts talking because he doesn't hear me talk. You know, so that's that's the way that's going. Mm-hmm. So um, read my lips. Put up with it for one night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> The last guy that said that, they assassinated. <laughs> yeah, remember, uh, it was George Bush Sr., read my lips, no new taxes. And then the following week, or month, he raised taxes. Yeah. Yeah, that's like all the other ones. They, they lie mm-hmm. to get in, and then when they get in, they don't care anymore. So. Yeah. But um, So tonight, folks, we're going to talk about these rivers and lakes drying up. Uh, obviously, if rivers are drying up, the lakes are going to dry up. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there's um, there's like two that I know about in, in the United States um, and several in Europe. So, Brian, why don't you, can you kick us off with that? Uh, yeah, the water's drying up. Okay, I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple I things. To, I know. Uh, give me a moment here. Uh, I've got all these articles downloaded, and i got to find the ones that I'm going to be – well – we, well, the Mississippi River, uh, we've talked about it earlier before the show started, is totally drying up, um, and it's was the second longest river in, in the world, I think. Um, and uh, let's see what you say. Yeah, it's the second longest river in the United States. It flows for 2,350 miles from Lake Atasca in Minnesota to the Gulf of Mexico, as the water levels have continued to, see, mm-hmm. to recede, Tower Rock, an island in the middle of the Mississippi River, has become accessible by foot for the first time in living memory, reported by CNN. People are able to walk to the island when the water levels are below 1.5 feet from the Chester, Illinois River gauge, according to Missouri Department of Conservation. Whoa. Zero levels have now dropped to zero. So there's places on the Mississippi that are totally wow. bone dry, bone dry. So, the, and then it goes on, um, which is interesting because this is going to affect us because they can't bring grain and food down the Mississippi River on barges because the water's not flowing all the way down. So it's affecting the cha- the food chain on the Mississippi. I didn't realize so much product flow down that river, but as I researched it, a lot of product from the Midwest, upper Midwest, in the Great Lakes, comes down the Mississippi to feed the rest of the country. So um, it says right here, 
Oh, they, they found a 19th century trading ship that was sunk in the river. Uh, let's see. Oh, wow. And then um, it says shipwrecks and even bodies are being uncovered. And, oh, this is Lake Mead. So, um, and we know it's Lake Mead in California here. Um, excuse me, not, it's not California. It's uh, Arizona. Um, is Arizona and Utah, yeah. Yeah, it's historic lows. Um, you can go on and see it. It's just, it's all dried and cracked. There's, it's down, I can't remember how many feet. It's it's almost down to the point, if it goes out any lower, they won't be able to, uh, there's not enough water for electricity. So they won't be able to, yeah. So it's almost, and then um, what, this is another article, very interesting. Hold on a second here. Um, this one's really interesting. <laughs> Uh, new dinosaur tracks discovered in Texas after drought dries up river. I don't know if you saw this. That's neat. Yeah, dinosaur mm-hmm. tra- and it's those the tracks. They're huge. And dinosaur tracks from around 113 million years ago have been uncovered at Dinosaur Valley State Park in Texas after a severe drought dried up the river. Situated alongside the uh, Polexi River outside Fort Worth, Dinosaur Valley State Park allows visitors to observe dinosaur tracks and camp along 20 miles of trails. It was one of the many areas impacted by a statewide drought. Due to the excessive drought conditions past summer, the river dried up completely in more locations, allowing for more tracks to be uncovered in the park. And I wish you could see them. I don't think you can see them. No, you can't. Anyway, it shows the tracks. So I mean, I've never seen it. I mean, I, in the 70s, we had a drought in California. I don't know about the rest of the country because I was young back then. I didn't keep track of stuff. But we had a seven- or eight-year drought, and I remember living at the ranch. We lived on a cattle ranch in Martinez, California. And my uncle, who had ran cattle on a couple of the ranches that we lived at, we had about 1,000 acres, maybe a little more, um, he had to ship water. He lived in town, an old town called Panola. He had to put two 50-gallon drums in the back of his uh, 65 Ford step-side pickup and haul water after work to, to water the cattle every night. He did it all summer long and part of the winter for several years. And I, I thought that was bad. But the springs never dried up. Mm-hmm. But but the um, well, actually the springs that were out in the hills never dried up, but the well that we had was drying up at the ranch and where, where we had the cattle. A lot of the springs, for some reason, didn't dry up, but the wells that were dug by man were drying up. Interesting. So, but he did. we did it for six, seven years. I remember that. And uh, so this drought is worse, I think. And so and people don't realize that what's happening is going to be. It's, it takes a long time for a drought to really start hurting, but eventually, after a few years, it starts really taking a toll on the economy and on people's lives. You know, we can get by for a while because we have these reservoirs and these aqueducts and all the all these all this technology and all this infrastructure. But eventually, if, if it doesn't rain, you can have all the technology you want. You can't grow food, and that's where it's going to start to get. If we don't, if we have a dry a year in California. Uh, especially the uh, you know the Midwest, the food prices are going to skyrocket compared to where they are now. It's going to be bad. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, and it's getting there. I mean, uh, these rivers and these reservoirs are drying up to the point where the people who've been around for 60 years have never seen a thing like this before in their lifetime. And they find dinosaur tracks, you know, which, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing because, you know, they said these dinosaur tracks are 113 million years old. How do they know that? That's another discussion for another show. So, um, and just a little side note, uh, the book of Job, in book of Job, he mentioned animals with legs the size of trees when he was alive. Was that an elephant or was that a dinosaur? I think it was dinosaurs. That's just my humble opinion. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Dave. I was just going to say real quick and break in there. Um, yeah. Those those uh, dinosaur tracks that are 100 million years old, uh, yeah. what they, a lot of people don't know is that not too far away from them, uh, there are human uh, footprints there. And as a matter of fact, one of the footprints is a human footprint that's inside of a dinosaur footprint. So it just goes to show you that that was probably before the flood, not 100 million years old, you know, or exactly. years ago. So that just blows evolution right out of the water. But go ahead, Brian. I just wanted to throw No, that. no, that's, that's a really good point. No, that's – I know. I mean, I've, I've seen documentaries and things of the of footprints up in the Himalayas of men next to animal footprints, you know, things like that uh, that have been discovered. And so mm-hmm. we, we know the flood um, – happened really quick, so it caught everybody off guard, and they couldn't escape it, obviously. So the animals and the humans were fleeing at the same time, and and uh, mm-hmm. it's, and they were, like, frozen in time, you know? So uh, yeah. it's just more proof that evolution is a bunch of bull, and God's word is always right. You know, the flood happened. And going back to the drought, we could use a little bit of floods this year, but um, – I just remember in the 70s and the 80s when that drought happened, I, these, these so-called experts, I hate these guys. When they say experts say this and say that, I just, like, cringe because the experts about COVID were yeah. wrong, you know. But the experts in the 70s and 80s during the drought said it would take, a, was it 50% above normal rainfall to fill Shasta Lake back up. And if anybody's ever driven through Cal- Northern California, Shasta Lake's pretty large. It goes for several I mean, miles through the mountains. And I remember seeing it when it was dry, and it was just a little creek at the very bottom. And toward the very toward the dam, you know, you had water there. But for miles and miles, it was just a little 15-foot-wide creek when it should have been a mile across. Well, I remember I was working at Hamilton right. Air Force Base in the 80s. And it just poured, and it must have rained at least at Hamilton Air Force Base where I worked as the, for the government there as a carpenter. It probably rained. I think I'm trying to remember the exact because I had to work overtime because the, the homes were flooding at the base, and it rained. I can't remember what they said seven or eight inches in 24 hours, and that was in Marin County. That's a lot. Yeah, that that reservoir they said would take mm-hmm. five years to fill. It filled in three days. It filled up to yeah. almost 90, 90, 90% capacity in three days. So when these experts say so it's going to take this, this, and this, it doesn't. It's just They're just guessing. Mm-hmm. But um, So that we have a drought all across the country and the world, as you're probably going to go into more. But if God wanted to, he could end it easily. And 
One thing here uh, just popped in my head a few minutes ago, and now it popped back out, back back in. It happens a lot, right? Um, I'm wondering how much these droughts have to do with HARP and with government countries doing. And the folks, if you're the first time watching this program, listen to this. We don't. We're not tinfoil guys here. We don't have. I don't have a tinfoil hat. Uh, I actually sold it on eBay last week, but it's just. (laughs) <laughs> the, the government had there's technologies out there ladies and gentlemen that we don't know about they are so far ahead in technology that we have on the shelf it's crazy without exaggeration or at least 50 to 100 years ahead of us with technology the cell phone was invented decades before it ever came out as a matter of fact the cell phone's been around for centuries and that's another show we can do so but they um, – where was I going with this, Dave? Help me out. Um, oh, with heart. So I'm starting to wonder how much of this dry weather has to do with foreign powers attacking each other with their own harp systems. Um, I know we have one. Yeah. And who knows who else has got them. But – because you get some countries that are in drought, and all of a sudden they get a monsoon. And it rains seven or eight inches in just a few hours. You, you see it all over the place, all over the world. It's either drought or it's just coming down cats and dogs. And then it dries up again and doesn't right. rain for another six right. months. So the weather mm-hmm. is uh, – it could be being controlled by the one world governments to um, to hurt our food chain, to hurt our supply chain, to, you know, make more chaos and also, you're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go into the sun, Dave. I'm gonna let you talk about that because I don't want to take it all. So, okay. But that's just, mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's all I got to say right now. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I just was spurred to do a little bit of research because um, I know that the the sun goes in 11 year cycles. I think you've heard that too, Brian. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solar cycle. Okay. Yeah. So it goes in. Right. So. Um, Let's just say that um, today – it's not this way, but let's just say that today it's at its highest, okay, with sunspots. Um, in what is – what is that be, um, five and a half years, it would have the lowest sunspot activity. Then five and a half years from then, the highest. So it looks like a big sine wave, actually. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I, I got curious because there was something called um, – well, first of all, what got me spurred, Brian, was I was reading an article – and it talked about um, uh, about the rivers. Oh, yeah. Europe's rivers run dry as scientists warned drought could be the worst in 500 years. Okay. And, of course, they, they associate it with El Nino, or excuse me, with um, global warming. You know, global warming is responsible for everything. If your, mu- if your muffins burn in the oven, it was global warming, you know. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, anyway um, – so 500 years now, I'm th- I don't even have to think back, or I wasn't there back 500 years ago, but from history and stuff, uh, I'm looking at today, what are they blaming the um, the global warming on? Okay, uh, burning coal, uh, cars, airplanes, and everything else. <clears throat> I defy anybody to prove to me that there were airplanes, cars, and burning of large amounts of coal petroleum and everything else 500 years ago when when the last um, drought happened that was as severe as the one that's happening now in Europe 
Okay. So through all those climate scientists, put that in your pipe and smoke it for a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you might have to stop smoking the other stuff you're smoking in order to do it. But, you know, um, so anyway, um, and then they hit me uh, from history also. 500 years ago. Okay. Now, what happened 500 years ago? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, maybe a little longer than that. They had something called the Little Ice Age, and the Little Ice Age uh, went from 1300 to 1850 A.D., okay, 1300 A.D. to 1850 A.D., to be more accurate, and it was a period of intense cold, and if you read other articles, and they're all over the Internet, believe it or not, but I wouldn't go to, um, I wouldn't go to Google to look. I, I go to DuckDuckGo and look for these things. Um the sun kind of went into a hiatus for a couple hundred years back then. Um, in other words, it was at its minimum for a hundred, a couple hundred years at least. And it, it, it happened just about the time that the mini ice age happened, which kind of proves to you that global cooling has to do with the sun being less active. Therefore, global warming must have to do with the sun doing being more active. You know, I mean, you know, what goes up must come down, you know, uh, for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. Um, that being the case, um, and if you look at some of the – now, I went to a website. <clears throat> My computer's being a little slow tonight. Okay, here we go. Um, and it has the solar cycles um, since 1978. And interestingly enough, Brian, 1996, when we had one heck of a rain, we had an El Nino in 1996 down in California. Mm -hmm. And El Nino was it was really strong back then, and a solar cycle was very weak in 1996. Then again in 2010, I think we had one heck of a rainstorm down there, down in California anyway. Um <clears throat> Back in – what year in the 1980s were you talking about, Brian, that, that you had all that rain down there? Uh, it was in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. It's in the so 70s. From 1984. Oh, oh, the rain? Oh, oh, the, the rain you're okay. talking about? Yeah, that was uh, – Yeah, had all the rain. <clears throat> yeah, that was in the uh, mid, mid to late 80s. Okay, 1986, a decreased solar sun activity. 1986. You can't get more in the mid of the 80s than that. Right. And that actually started in 19, uh, 1985, 1985 to 1988, roughly. So we see that when that happens, when the sun is not as active, we get lots of rain. Uh, the whole earth and the earth cools down a little bit. Okay. So I submit to you and to the whole world on this radio show tonight that global warming is because of the sun's activity. Okay, when the sun is very active, like it, like it was um, earlier this year, I, I think um, didn't we say that there was a giant blowout behind the sun or something? Yeah, it was about um, a month or two months ago. I did on one of our shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, this graph I'm looking at, um, and it has daily sunspot number. Okay. So the highest numbers were in 1980, which was before you know, the little rain event you were talking, or the big rain event you were talking about. Another one was in 19, um, 1990 through 92. And then 96 is when we had that El Nino. And then we go up to 2012, and we had a lot of rain in 2012 down there. Okay. Right. 
and then it goes down again, 2000. Oh, excuse me. Uh, let me let me digress here. Go back up. It's 2000, uh, about 2002 that we uh, we had a lot of rain. I'm sorry. Um, and then no, we had no rain. That's right. We were in the middle of a drought back then. Okay, I'll get my facts straight here. Um, and then 2008, 2010, we had a lot of rain. Again, uh, very low sun cycle. Okay. So in this graph I'm looking at, it's, it's kind of interesting because if you look from 2010, or let's say, say 2011, uh, to 2000 and maybe 17, we had another high sun activity, not as high as um, we've had in the past. Okay. And then 2020, it's, it's almost down to zero. It's down to like um, maybe, maybe 10 uh, daily sunspot numbers. Um, so it's, it's getting to be less. And it's funny because, um, oh, I can't, if I look, if we can find the article, uh, there's an article that says, um, that, uh, the earth may be experiencing a bout of global cooling that might put it the kibosh on the global warming theory. Oh, and if that's true, then I hope so. But I hope it does it before before they put this con through and try to get everything done. Um, you know, I, I always pray that, that God puts uh, – that Yahweh puts uh, the kibosh on the scientists' ideas, especially when they're as foolish as global warming, so that their mm-hmm. folly can be seen uh, to everybody. And that's a period, what appears to be happening or is going to happen very soon. So just like we had the um, – you know, I'm not going to try to predict anything now, but just like we had the little ice age, we might go in for a or four or five or six year period where we go into global cooling, which would be kind of nice. Um, now, it's another thing that's kind of funny. Uh, I kid you not that when we got the all, the um, Farmers Almanac back the first of the year, it said that here in Oregon we were going to have a drier and milder winter. Okay, <laughs> and then about. Two weeks ago, maybe maybe three weeks, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. All of a sudden, there was this: there's going to be an El Nina or La Nina, and it's going to be wetter and it's going to be colder. And I'm like, okay, which which one's it going to be? Well, obviously, it's probably going to be the La Nina because it's been raining a storm here, but uh, no pun intended. But um, <laughs> so anyway, they don't know what they're talking about. They really don't know what they're talking about. These these uh, weather climatologists, uh, scientists, and weather scientists, and everything else. I think a lot of it has to do with guesses. Um, you know, and you can you know, obviously they can look at the ocean out in the Pacific and say, okay, well, there's a lot of warm water out there. It might be an El Nino this year. Okay, well, you know, give me that information. I could tell you the same thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not. I don't have an education in. Uh, in astrophysics or in, in uh, anything that uh, pertains to our weather. I know astrophysics doesn't pertain to our weather, but I just kind of blurted that out. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I, this this just kind of makes the, the – and I wish people would listen. And man, folks, if you're out there, have people listen to this show because we tell the truth about things like this. And one of the things that really ticks me off is when I have to hear about global warming – and right away, I think of Al Gore, and I've never really liked Al Gore, okay? And because he started all this stuff with the global warming and everything many, many years ago. And um, it's almost like they're trying to make his predictions come true by maybe heating the atmosphere, like you were talking about, Brian, with ARP. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they're they're able to do that in order to prove their theory, which would be a self fulfilled prophecy. Actually, it wouldn't mm-hmm. it would be something that uh, naturally would occur on Earth or you know in the atmosphere. But um, yeah, it just when I hear global warming, it's 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 a tick that that really gets me going. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can't be firm enough to say that it's all garbage. And and, and if you look at the um, the New World Order, or what are they calling it now, um, with Klaus Schwab? Um, the Great Reset? World Economic Forum. Uh, the Great Reset, thank you very much. If you look at the Great Reset, that, that's all it is. It's a hype for global warming. It's a hype to get you and me out of our cars and into the cities, out of our houses mm-hmm. in the country and into the cities, and to, to enslave us, or humanity for that matter, in very in very large populations of very small areas, um, I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, oh, Soylent Green. Uh, they did that in Soylent Green. Soylent Green might be a prophet, prophetic movie here one of these days, pretty soon, um, because they they moved everybody out of the country and into the cities, and then they were starving the people to death, basically. And um, and that's what's going to happen with Klaus Schwab and. And all of his little minions that are running around, and, and all their their mouthpieces like Biden and um, uh, you name them, they're all over the world. Uh, there they are. So anyway, um, Brian, you, you and I kind of—it's weird because you and I kind of were from the same area, but we never really kind of clicked or met. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because I, yeah. you know, my growing up in, in the Vacaville area, and you were Martinez, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but, um, yeah, we, so we can, we can remember a lot of the weather things that happened down there and a lot of other things that happened down there too. Um, and, and I'm glad that you really remembered that drought back in the seventies and early eighties, uh, because it really helped to, to reinforce what we're talking about tonight. But, um, and I was going somewhere with this and I just can't remember where I was going with it. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Um, you were around, I, I know, in the 80s when we had that big drought down in our late 80s when we had the drought. Yeah. It was like a 10-year drought. Um, and uh, Lake Berryessa dried up darn near, you know. And uh, we used to take a ride up there all the time, folks. They had this thing that's at the top of the lake called the Glory Hole by the dam. And on rainy years, the lake got so full that that uh, water would spill into that, that Glory Hole and come out of the mm-hmm. bottom. And, man, it was I was in there one time, Brian, before they built the hydroelectric thing there, and that that uh, entrance to that thing had to be thirty feet in diameter. <laughs> it was well, that's amazing. Big. That's big, but um, yeah, it was big. Yeah, and so when that happened, when that drought happened, you could actually see some of the buildings in the little town of Monticello that was there that they that they uh, they flooded in order to make the lake there, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's. You and I have both seen the impact that a, that a drought can have, a severe drought. But we knew that as long as it would take, it would still happen to where we'd start getting rain again. You know, and every time we would. We'd have those drought breaker years for three or four years where the rain, it would rain incessantly. To where mm-hmm. at the end of the rainy season, we were like, oh, Lord, please bring back the sun. <laughs> I know. know? Oh, kind of like living in Oregon, but in California. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I remember the winters. They were so yeah, you, know, you and I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the valley turned into a lake. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to Davis one time with a lady I knew over to UC Davis, and 
you couldn't get there one way. And when you looked all around you, there was nothing. It was all water as far as you could see. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that driving over the causeway between Sacramento. There's a causeway that goes into Sacramento, an elevated yeah. freeway, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember all that, yeah. all those fields for miles were flooded with water every direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in 96, the, the water was actually lapping over the waterway. I mean, the the, um, the highway. Yeah. It was that uh, when the wind kicked up, it had white caps, and the white caps were hitting the bridge, and oh, it was amazing. Um, but folks, you know, as bad as it's getting, it's going to get better. But uh, let's let's get into the um, the Euphrates, Brian, because the Euphrates is another one of those rivers that's drying up, and and this has scriptural uh, implications. So. Um, I'm going to bounce it back to you, and maybe um, you can get us started on the Euphrates and what you found out about it. Yeah, I'm, um, before I get there, it's the same thing. Uh, I wanted to read something. Um, as we're talking, things are popping into my head, and one of the things, one of the tools that God uses for judgment is water or lack of water. Mm-hmm. And Revelation... 11.6, these are the two witnesses of Revelation 11.6. They have the power to shut the sky that no rain may fall during the days of the prophesying, and they have the power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they desire. And so these two witnesses are wow. going to use drought. Uh, it says another place in there, it doesn't rain for three years. So... God's going to use drought as punishment for the earth. And sometimes I wonder, like with the Euphrates, uh, we know in the book of Revelation it's going to be dried up so the armies of the east can cross it to invade the Middle East. So, um, but, you know, there's a lot of good people in America, a lot of believers, but a lot of the believers that are Christians that have Yeshua in their heart are really... um, Generally speaking, because I can't, obviously I don't know anybody's heart, but the church is really sick, let's put it that way, in America. And and I'm wondering what's happening to us, how much of it's God's judgment on America uh, for us turning our back on him in population-wise and how our government, Biden, is turning against Israel. And by the way, Trump did too at one point. He didn't turn against him, but he talked about dividing the land, and you can't do that. So we're having droughts all over. If you look on the map of our country, of the United States, it's almost all of California is in severe drought. Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, mm-hmm. Nevada. I mean, almost half the country is in drought condition. And if it doesn't rain this winter, there are going to be severe drought conditions where they're going to be rationing water. But in the Euphrates River, that we're going to be talking about, that river is a biblical river. It's one of the one of the four rivers that flowed out of the Garden of Eden. And it's still here, which is amazing when you think about it. And mm-hmm. that river waters a lot of the country. Like, um, Jordan gets the river from there. It comes from Turkey. I think it starts in Turkey, comes down, and eventually goes through Jordan into some of these other countries. And they're now, it's so dry that they're talking about importing water into Jordan 
into Syria and these other countries because there's the river is so dry. And and we know in the scriptures, uh, as in this passage here later on, that that river is going to be dried up so these armies can come in. Now, is this part of that prophecy? It could be, or it could be that the river is miraculously dried up, like when Moses left Egypt in the Red Sea. You know, the wind, the east wind came and dried, dried the you know, part of the waters, as they say, right? So could that happen? Yeah, that could happen. Mm -hmm. But I don't think all this is just an accident, what we're talking about. I think a lot of this, what's going on, is judgment by God on some of these nations, including ours. Some of it is bad water management, like in California, that it's been for years they've been trying to build these underground aqueducts to hold water for when a drought does come they'd have all this extra water but they haven't done it they keep putting it off putting it off putting it off um the forest fires that's one of the things on our ballot down here is money for conservation and eco management for our forests and our lands because of the fires but what they don't tell you is the democrats for years have refused to give permits to log logging companies to cut trees. Now there are obviously there are logging companies they are cutting trees, but it's been just like the oil. It's been cut way back, no pun intended. So you have all this growth of all these forests that have not been managed for decades under the Democrats, and now we have droughts. We're losing water. We don't have any water, and now that's why these fires have been so big in the last ten years. Is there's so much fuel. Mm -hmm. And so the, the the Democrat Party in California refuses to manage the forests responsibly. And so we're paying the price with these massive fires. And now with the drought and like Euphrates, Euphrates is very significant because um, just what it stands for, the countries I mentioned it goes through, but it's it's a – it's a sign of prosperity in the Middle East is the Euphrates River. It's like everybody lives off of it. It's like the Colorado. It's like the Mississippi. It's, it's like the Mississippi for us is the Euphrates for the Middle East. And so you have all these nations, all these towns and communities are all going to be suffering uh, huge. And, in, and not too near future, if not already, um, if they don't get some rain. Um, I, I believe, and I know Dave does, we're living in the last days before Yeshua comes. So it doesn't surprise me that this stuff's happening. It's, you know, it doesn't surprise me. But I think a lot of it we bring on ourselves by disobeying God's laws uh, as, a, as a people, as a nation, and, and other nations. Um, I think that's part of it. I think part of it, like you said, said Dave, is the sun, the sun cycles. And um, the whole global warming thing is a bunch of lies. It's just full of lies. It's fear, folks. What's going on is part of this is it's the sun. The sun really has a lot to do with our weather, more than we know. And they just don't talk about it. But it has a huge significance on our weather patterns in the cycles of the sun. When there's a lot of solar activity, it changes the weather. When there's less vessel activity, it cools the earth. It's more, it heats the earth. And the sun is a big, it's a big body out there. I, I don't remember the exact dimensions of that thing is massive. I think you can put a million earths inside the sun. That's how big it is. 
And so, but they don't talk about that. They talk about the environment. And going back to the environment and with the drought, when I, when I grew up in the 70s, when I was a teenager, um, I didn't live in L.A. I lived up in the Bay Area. But I remember there were some pretty smoggy days. And, and, and I remember uh, some of the lakes around the area were kind of were polluted. And I remember the San Francisco Bay, they had issues with it and people dumping garbage. They actually had a dump, a garbage dump on the bay. They were filling the bay with garbage to, to make a landfill. And I'm saying this because um, since then, at least America has changed its policies. We have some of the cleanest air in the world and some of the best clean lakes and water systems in the world. But if you listen to the left, the left, you think our whole planet is just destroyed and we're just killing every forest. It's not. If that's true, then why do we have a surplus of lumber in our lumber mills and our yards? If the world is just, if we're just destroying the planet, why do, Lake Tahoe, I haven't been there in a while, I was there a few years ago, it's still beautiful. They, and they take care of it. The people who do it, they monitor it and they take care of it. Uh, there's different places up there, Taylor Creek, which runs into Lake Tahoe on the south side. It's beautiful. It's, it doesn't look like it's dying. Um, it's just a bunch of lies, folks. And to scare us so they can change the laws, change our policies, and control your life. They want control of everything you do, everything you spend, everything, where you go, what church you go to, what job you have. Do you want to see where we're going? Look at China. Do a research on China. That's where we're going, this country. And so with these droughts and with the Euphrates River and these massive droughts, um, it's, it's, I think some of it's man-made, but I think some of it's God. I think he's punishing some of us, some of these countries, for they're shaking their fist at God. We, we want transgenderism in our schools. We took the Bible out, but it's okay to, to have a, you know, a transgender person. In the news today on Tucker, a, trans, a transgender 14-year-old walked into a high school locker room of girls, and one of the girls complained, and they put her on five days of uh, detention. And the dad posted what happened, and he's a coach for the school, and they fired him. And they wanted this young girl to write a letter of apology to this transgender 14-year-old boy. She goes, I'd rather do the detention. It's on Tucker. You guys just look at it tonight. But yet, you can't pray in school. But a 12-year-old can go get an abortion without telling their parents. All this ties together. Right. The environment, our social stuff, what we're going through, our economic woes we're going through. If you don't think it ties together, um, if this drought gets worse, and it probably will, just wait till next summer what the prices of the food are going to be. And I just remember something I saw tonight, Dave. It's, I think it's kind of important. I want to bring it up really quick. Um, that they're talking about we're going to be out of diesel fuel in the United States in 25 days. You heard me a little bit? There you go. How's that? That's better. Did, did you hear that? Uh, oh, yeah, for some reason, I every once in a while, it cuts out on me. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, okay. I 
I knew you were talking because I could see your <laughs> lips moving, but I couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh, technology. Yeah, that's how. How do you know? How do you know? Um, politicians lying. His lips are moving. <laughs> yeah, lips are moving. <laughs> anyway, I just. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you heard what I said, but they're talking tonight on Tucker that diesel fuel will be out of supply in the United States within 25 days. And if that's yeah. going to talk about a food story, that. yeah, that will be major. That will be that will be something that gradually happens. You will have huge food lines and people go into the stores to load up, and it'll be bad if that's true. If that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the whole thing with Biden, he wants to well, get rid of America. I didn't vote for him. I know. I didn't either. So, but I I, I think these, these droughts are from the Lord, and I think part of them also are from God using the sun to do it. You know, the, our sun in the sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know. Yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah, well, he controls yeah. the sun. He, you know, he yeah. made the sun. He controls it, right. so he's, but he can do anything he wants to do with it. Yeah. But if there's no water, then food prices are going to go up. And I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's not weird, but all this is kind of happening around the same time in the last two to three years since Biden's been in there. You know, we didn't have this yeah. stuff happening when Trump was in there, but now. We even have droughts now. During Trump's era, we didn't have droughts like this. It was two years ago, two and a half years ago. No. It wasn't like this. We had we had shortages nope. of water, but not like this. Yeah. And and the trucks that bring diesel to the gas station run on diesel, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever you yeah, I'm wondering that myself. How's that? Is that better? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you now. Okay. I can hear you now. Yeah, okay. There's something going on with, yeah. I think I figured it out. If it does it again, I can mess with the box over there, so. Okay, yeah, yeah way better. Yes. You know what? What? what before I, you know, I, I lose the connection or whatever is happening, um, I wanted to share something with you, Brian, and, and the audience, and, and see where you think this is going, Brian, because um, I read – in several places, that it is rumored that you know who Semiramis was, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that Semiramis Semiramis had actually created a vault um, underneath the Euphrates River where she could walk from one palace to the other under the river. They had palaces on each side, I guess, or two parts of one palace, one on each side of the river. Anyway, and that. Um, that she had maybe um, performed some secret rituals there. Well, if you look in Revelation, and that's where I was going to go before all this started happening, it talks about um, Yahweh sending uh, an angel down to the Euphrates and loosening two or uh, I don't know two or four angels. I can't remember how many, um, and that they were going to go and do some pretty wicked stuff on the earth. And I'm wondering if that. Um, if that's what's getting close to happening is if, um, or at the time that it does happen, you know, if this isn't the time that, uh, that, 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 um, those angels are actually entombed spiritually. I'm not talking physically, um, spiritually somewhere within that area underneath the Euphrates, 
uh, to where God's angels can come down and say, okay, I lose you right now. Go out and do what you got to do. Um, so, yeah, I was just wondering if that has something to do with the drying up of the Euphrates because uh, very few people knew about that. I think they call it a vault. Uh, not too many people knew about that vault until recently, and I believe it has been found, actually. Um, so, you know, there, there may be some implications there. Maybe maybe in a spiritual sort of way, those two angels are locked up there, and they have to stay there even if it's opened up, you know, by by man, um, until they're loosed from their chains, their spiritual chains or whatever they're in, um, by Yahweh. So that's something to think about, something to keep an eye mm-hmm. on, you know. Yeah, there, there was also rumors um, that that the reason that, and I'm really getting out there with this, folks. So, <clears throat> you know, this this is uh, Dave's Twilight Hour, Twilight Zone Hour, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, but there was other rumors that uh, there was actually a Stargate in uh, in Babylon, or uh, you know, somewhere in Iraq, Iraq. And um, that, that's why Bush really went in. Uh, it wasn't because of uh, attacking uh, Kuwait because we could have driven them off and, you know, just left. But um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, so maybe maybe he went there to, to steal that, that Stargate, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm just throwing these things out. Because, if, you know, if there is a way to go between dimensions or to invite beings from other dimensions into ours, maybe that Stargate was how the angels are going to re- loose those um, those uh, angels that are in chains underneath the uh, underneath the Euphrates. I don't know. It's But it's something, uh, you know, to get, get, I don't know, makes my circuits really run upstairs and, and think. <laughs> you know? oh, boy, I gave you a lot of ammunition you could really take off with right now if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i just wanted to throw that in before you know we're, we're getting close on an hour but um and we don't have to, to do stay at an hour we can go later but just in case this thing really messes up you know i i've uh, i've gotten that out because i really felt it was necessary maybe the problems i had were because of that who knows i'm done oh you're done okay um I, yeah. is, is it okay? Oh, go ahead. Is it okay if I go to something else, or is that? Can you hear yeah. me? Oh. Can you hear me now? I hear you fine. <laughs> T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Uh, um. <laughs> There's this other stuff. Um. Yeah. This one of mine. Here's the, okay, here's that. Um, this kind of goes this well. This goes along with the food chain. Uh, we're kind of we're talking about that too at the same time, right? So, um, come yeah, on, it's gone. Um, there it is. Netherlands. This is in the Netherlands. This is an article I got off uh, the web not too long ago. Netherlands land grab: government's proposal to seize up to 600 farms within a year by force if necessary. Yeah. So in the Netherlands, they're going to grab 600 farms, force people to either buy them or take them. And why would a government do that to their people in the middle of a worldwide recession and drought and food shortages? Why would they do that? You know? Um, to make things I mean, worse? I, I, with that, yeah, to make it worse. They're doing this on purpose. And then 
There's another one here. Um, uh, black, yeah, this one's interesting. I think it all ties together, the drought and all this ties together. Black Rock and Vanguard. These are the two richest institutions in the world. They have more money than a lot of countries. I think BlackRock alone is worth $13 trillion in assets. Um, are taking over centralized food production technologies and will have near total control over the future food supply in America. BlackRock and Vanguard. And then uh, it says, hold on a second here. There's another one. Um, we talked about the dinosaur. Um, it says here, this all ties together to me. Um, come on, where are you? Okay. I'm waiting for it to tear goes. C, 1969 memo of radical population control ideas now in place. Planned Parenthood document listed restructuring, uh, restructuring family encouraging homosexuality. More than half a century ago, Planned Parenthood produced a memo that compiled strategies for population control that were being proposed <coughs> at the time, including restructuring the family, encouraging homosexuality, tax-funded abortions, and sterilization, called the, Jap the Jaffe Memo. It was authorized by Frederick S. Jaffe, a vice president of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, who founded the pro-abortion organization now known as Gut, Gut Master Institute. A table in the memo summarizing the population control ideas was spotlighted this week by journalist Matt Walsh, who pointed out that nearly all of the proposals have been implemented 50 years later. So, drought, um, food supply, no diesel. Uh, they're talking about a railroad, a railroad strike in America, maybe in the next 30 days. Um, and then they're talking about yeah. sterilization. You're talking about abortion, uh, pushing homosexuality, transgenderism. What in the world's going on? They're doing all this, I believe, and allowing a lot of this to happen so they can tear down society as we know it so they can bring in the one world government. And as believers, we know this right. is going to happen because the Antichrist is going to rule, and he's going to rule for uh, seven years, but really three and a half, but seven. And this is going to – this has to be all torn apart so they can rebuild it and make it back. But the problem is there's – those dastardly mm -hmm. little Christians, they're in the way. And we, because we're here, we're holding them back. And, like, the election's coming up. If right. this election go the way we're supposed to go, it's really going to tick off the one-world government. They're just going to be sick. They're going to lose so much sleep. And I hope they do. But mm -hmm. that's what's happening. And so um, why in the world would you take farmers' farms away and do that. I, I remember in the 80s, I think it was the 80s, Dave, maybe you can help me with this in California and all over the country, 
the government was paying farmers not to grow crops. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Why would a government mm-hmm. pay you not to grow corn or not to grow wheat or not to grow whatever? Why would they do that? Because they've been, for the last 30, well, last 50 years, there's three or four food companies in the country that run all the farms, most of them, the big ones, and they are the ones that we get most of our food from. You know, you can go to Costco to get, like, pretty cheap food in Winco, and they're a little bit cheaper maybe or whatever, you know, compared to, like, a Ralph's, but they're all coming from the same source. Yeah. They're all coming from the same place. Uh-huh. Places. There's only three or four different companies that do all this for the whole, I think three. I think there's three. Three major companies supply all the food, most of the 90% of the food for America. Three. And uh-huh. and now for the last, what, year, these food processing plants have been burning down, blowing up. Uh, you can't get fertilizer. Now we have droughts. We don't have any water. And now we're not going to have diesel, maybe. We have the supply shortage off the coast here where I live. It was looked like a parking lot. I counted one day, I counted 80 ships in the harbor out here. 80. And I saw as many as I could see. Wow. Now, I don't know what it is. It's not that many, maybe 20, 15 to 20. So um, the one world government, the United States, the Democrats, and some of the Republicans are doing their darndest to tear this country apart. And anybody who hears this and watches this, if you've never voted in an election, vote in this one. Vote Republican. Um, Amen. It's just vote Republican. Even the worst Republican is better than the best Democrat ever. So except for Liz Cheney and um, Romney, except for those two. But there's a bunch of really good Republicans running in all these states, really good people. Herschel Walker, you know, different ones, and that really love America. Uh-huh. They, they, they're, they're pro-American. They're pro for us because these, these, these droughts are going to be used to push laws. It's not just we're not going to have food, Dave, and have water. They're going to push laws to change our life forever with these, with these events going on. The Democrats have a saying: uh-huh. Don't let a good was it. Don't let a good disaster go to waste, you know. So, um, right. 9/11, 9/11, before 9/11, you could walk into an airport. Now you can't, you can't see your loved ones off at the air, air, at the terminal anymore because, because of 9/11. So, the surveillance laws huh? that we have now are from that time of 9/11, and they've been added to. And they're constantly right. attacking us in every turn to take our our freedoms away, take our food away. What, what they want to do, I think, Dave, is they the government wants to go to the point where, well, we don't have as many crops because of the drought. We don't have any diesel. We have very little gas. So we're going to take care of you. So don't worry. The government will take care of you. If you need gas and diesel, you can get it from us. We got some. But the, but the thing is, you're going to have to do A, B, and C, and D to get it. Whatever that is, you're gonna to have to sell your soul to, right. get, to get food, to get gas, to get water. Because I can tell you right now, the government has plenty of water stored away. They have underground cities the size of Denver, underneath the United States, over 200 of them. 
We've talked yeah, about that right. in the past. So why would they build all these huge, massive mm-hmm. cities underground to hold millions and millions of people? Because they are, because they know what's coming. And these droughts and these famines that are coming into America, maybe in 25 days. Dave, Dave, think about it. If there's no diesel fuel in 25 days, literally no diesel fuel, right? what's going to happen? Trucks can't bring the food to Costco's. <laughs> they can't bring the gas to the gas pumps. That's right. It's going to be chaos. Uh-huh. It's going to be chaos. Is that going to happen? I don't know. They've said stuff like this before and it's never happened. So you remember 2012? Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah remember, remember the world was supposed to be in well. 2012? Yeah. And then Y2K. The Mayan calendar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Y2K thing. Yeah. Is what, a, what a joke that was. And the whole so, Anyway, I'm the done. The time we were growing up, Brian, they were talking about – the whole time we were growing up, they were talking about how we were going to nuke ourselves out, into, out mm-hmm. of existence. I know. You know hey, hey you that can happen to Ukraine. We haven't even talked right? about that, you know, with Russia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you talked about um, Planned Parenthood, I do believe, right? Yes. A few minutes ago? I brought it, okay. I brought it up. One of, the, one, of, one of the most wicked people that ever lived <laughs> um, was a woman that started Planned Parenthood. Her name was Margaret Sanger. Yeah. Now, when I was going through nursing school, Brian, Margaret, Margaret Sanger was, because she was a nurse, Margaret Sanger was thought to be almost like um, almost like a god you know and I can never understand how how teachers who were nurses who who were sworn to protect life and, and everything else would would like this woman you know she I don't even think she's a woman she was a monster um, some quotes Brian I, um, but in my view I believe there should be no more babies okay? Uh, listen to this one. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. Um, let's see. And here's the, here's one that uh, should stop every uh, African-American woman from going into a, um, a Planned Parenthood office. Number three, we don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. <laughs> okay. This wow. Is believe in eugenics and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of things, and I'm not going to take the time to read all of them, but one of the most wicked, evil people that ever walked the face of the earth, right right up there with Adolf Hitler and and uh, Mussolini and um, Genghis Khan and, and all the other ones that, um, you know, Pol Pot and Stalin and Lenin. And, anyway, um, yeah, and that people could laud her, I mean, not laud her, but applaud her for what she said and who she was, my goodness. I can't, it just it justifies, but it kind of denotes what's going on in the world today. There's a lot of things that are going on right now that you and I just can't understand why they're going on. Well, we understand that it's evil, and we understand that these are mm-hmm. evil days, and that evil days are supposed to be here now and stuff like that. But still, it doesn't make any human humanity sense uh, for <clears throat> some of the things that are going on, including what that woman said. And you should look up her quotes sometime. It's it's uh, do it on a um, you know after you've eaten and stuff. So you know you don't do it on an empty stomach. You might 
<laughs> bomb it up the aisle. But uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's um, it's 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 incredible. It really is. And and just you know, well, you know, I think a lot of what's happening is is that um, a lot of these these leaders, uh, Biden and and a lot of the Democrats, some of the Republicans, are um, <clears throat> are providing for us what their what's in their heart, what's really in there. You know, because when evil when evil is allowed to reign, like it's, it's allowed to reign with them, because they think that they're all one party and that they have carte blanche on everything, <clears throat> um, they reveal themselves to us. They really do. And you know, I, I know a lot of people that that get into this. They think Trump's coming back, and you know, if he he is, that's great. And um, I would welcome that in a second. But um, <clears throat> one of the things is, well, why you know why isn't he getting in there right now and doing anything? Well. I think the reason is that he is waiting for the last bastion of evilness that is inherent in these people to be revealed before that happens. Because if he if he were to come back right right now, there's some people that would say, well, you know, yeah, I did a little evil here and a little evil there, but that guy over there, he did a lot worse than I did, you know. But if these people are revealed for who they are and what they are, then when that time comes, then there's going to be no doubt that these people need to be put out of our misery, you know, and, and somehow adjudicated to either life in prison or, or you know, the better stuff um, or the other stuff. Excuse me. I'm going to say better for. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I think that um, I think that that. Yahweh is allowing this to happen in the world too, so that uh, you mentioned earlier about the church being uh, being a mess. Well, it's going to keep thinking that everything's okay and that everything's honky dory and everything else until it gets to see how dirty and how yucky and everything sin really is. And if you read the newspapers or look around anywhere, well, don't read the newspapers or watch TV, but you know. Um, even if you just look at things the way they are and listen to the insanity coming out of the mouths in Washington and everything else, they're not normal people back there. You know, they're, no. they're mentally ill. And mm-hmm. so we have mentally ill people running our country, and we have mentally ill people voting for them. But um, but if people can see, especially believers, if they can see, hey, you know, uh, there may not be a brighter tomorrow. Maybe we ought to get ourselves straight with Yahweh today. You know, and I think that that's actually is what's happening because I know that you have been praying. I've been praying, you know, our, our, up here we've all been praying, down there they've all been praying, and all across the nation. And it seems like nothing's really happening to make things right, you know. And we were promised that if my people – well, that's that's the promise. If my people who are called by my name will recognize their sin and repent and 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 call upon me, then I will hear from heaven and come down. That's, that's a day paraphrase. Um, but you don't recognize that you're in sin until you realize that you're doing things that sinful people do, you know, and then you say, you say, oh yeah, well, you know, it's, I'm doing what they're doing. And so there's no difference between me and them. I'm going to point that way, that way, <laughs> me and them. <clears throat> and, um, and then you start, th- you start thinking, well, you know, Man, I haven't read my Bible. I haven't been to church in so many days or so many years. I haven't. <clears throat> I've lost my first love. 
and then, uh, you know, then the repentance starts and then the returning and everything else. And um, so I really do think that, you know, for people that want to know why things aren't getting taken care of, well, we need some more revelation, <clears throat> revelation about how things, bad things really are and how bad people really are that are in charge. So that's my own thought. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got something down there. But um, anyway, that's kind of, in essence, what I wanted to, to bring up there. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> no, that's you? good. That's good stuff. I mean, that's kind of where we're at, you know, as a nation, as a world, you know. So there's – we're inundated with technology. It seems like the times we're living with all the technology we have, everything, everything would be happy. You know, just, just think about it. Um Right. I heard years ago before, um, a little more than 100 years ago, we had no cars. We just had horses to travel. You know, we didn't have electricity, say, 120, 130 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. You know, water, you didn't have running water into your sink, into your kitchen. You didn't have showers and bathrooms that had hot water. You had to you had to take a cold shower. You had to bucket the water in. That wasn't that long ago. And... And yet we have all this technology at our fingertips and uh, society is more depressed and more sad than it's ever been in our history, I believe, since, since at least since the flood. And so it, we have, I mean, we, we can get in our cars and drive hundreds of miles in just a few hours where it would take months and months to travel that far and you might die. And we have homes that yeah, are like, right. or have even uh, even uh, apartments that we live in, homes that we small homes are like mansions compared to what they were 150 years ago. Yeah, but people mm -hmm. are miserable. They're miserable, and they're chasing after the mighty dollar. Yeah. But most of us, even the least of us, have more than uh, most people have in the world now, especially in America. And in, yeah. in, in probably in Europe, too. But it's just all this technology, um, all this science, all this advancement has not healed the human heart. You know, that's why I, I love that passage where it's, it's, it's in Revelation chapter 22. Um, make sure it's 22. I think it's 22. It might be 21. I think it's 21. Um that we're, the millennium has been going on for a thousand years. I'm going to turn my volume up. So the millennium has been going on for a thousand years. And at the end of the thousand years, uh, Satan is released from his prison. And it says he goes out to deceive mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the world. So for a thousand years, there's no devil. And there's really... right. There's really no sin. There is a little bit of sin. There's a little bit of rebellion. But gee, everything's provided. Jesus is ruling and reigning on the earth. And everything's provided. There's no more There's no more cancers. There's no more wars. There's no more, like, there's no more of this depression. There's no more of this horrible things that we go through now. And everything's given to us to live. And people are living hundreds of years. Right. And but at the end of that time, Satan's released, 
And he goes around deceiving people, and they rebel against God and come up on the broad plain of the earth to attack the holy city, which is Jerusalem. So you say to yourself, who are these people? Where did they come from? Because everything's supposed to be going great. And it says fire comes down from heaven and devours them. My point is, you can have everything given to you and have a perfect environment, perfect lifestyle, perfect circumstances. But without the Lord, you're miserable. And these people were, right. were these people are offsprings of the people that were started the millennium. These are offsprings. These are children's children's right. and children's over a thousand years that were born on the earth. So they have the opportunity. They see Jesus physically every day. They say on TV. It's just say they have TV back then, right then. Okay. They see him every day. They know he's real. They know he's God. They see what he does. They see his power. They see his glory. So they know who he is. But in their heart, mm-hmm. they're still rebellious because there's still sin in right. their heart. But it's but Jesus says he rules with a rod of iron during this time. So why would he have to rule with a rod of iron? Because right below the surface of these people is rebellion. And even though they have everything given to them, everything's perfect, below the surface there's hatred and sin and rebellion. And I think that God does this, this mm-hmm. last-ditch rebellion on the earth. I think he does it for several reasons. One, I think he does it. To show mankind, well, let me back up. How many people have prayed, and I've, you know, I've done this. God, if I just had this, if I just had that, if I, if I had this job and that money and this, and my bills are paid off and this, that, and everything, everything would be great. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, your bills would be paid off. It's good. Have a good income. Good. But if it's not something, if it's not the bills, it's something else. If it's not your health, it's money. If it's not money. It's a relationship. It's always something. There's always something that right. is going to top us. Mm-hmm. Always something. So he takes the devil out of the out of the picture. So you can't blame it on Satan. It's a perfect environment. God's ruling. You can't blame it on the environment. You can't blame it on you weren't treated fairly at work. But there's this whole mm-hmm. mass of people that rebel at the end of the millennium. It's because they were born on the earth. After the people, after the millennium started, they were born. These people have a choice. They see Jesus on TV, but do they do they believe him in their heart? Do they trust him in their heart, just like we do? Obviously, the, the answer to that question is right. no, they didn't. They were forced to obey, mm-hmm. but they didn't do it out of love. They did it out of, because he forced them to. But all it took right. was Satan to go around and gather them up. So you can have everything given to you. You're going to have a perfect life. And you're still going to be miserable. The only thing that can fill that void is Yeshua. The Lord. He's yeah. the only one that can make you truly, truly happy and peaceful. But every day, all of us, me included, even as believers, we're Trying to do this, trying to do that, thinking that that's going to, okay, that, if I get this done, things will be a lot better. But sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. And so that's why people mm-hmm. commit suicide. They lose hope. People who don't know the Lord and some Christians right. kill themselves because what's the use? What's the use? I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, we're not supposed to do it. We're just supposed to believe him 
and trust him and let him do it. And Jesus says, you know, unless right. mustard seed falls to the ground and dies, you know, and it grows because mustard seed's really small, unless you die to yourself, which we all have to do every day, which is really hard to do, but if we do that, then that part of us that's constantly fighting God will go away and we can actually start living the Christian life and feeling the presence of God in our life. And so the mm-hmm. whole millennium for a thousand years at the end is a is a, is a, is basically, hey, I gave you everything and look at you still rebelled against me. I gave you perfect environment. Right. And look what you did. I did this to show you, even without Satan, even without sin rampant in the world, you still have it in your heart to be disobedient to me. And right. that's kind of where society's at right now. We're and Christians included, we're so wrapped up and entwined into all this stuff going on, and there's a lot going on. It doesn't mean you, you can't be involved, but we can't forget, like the writer of Hebrews, chapter 11, and he talks about these people that God loved, of whom the world was not worthy of. For they were looking for a country not made by man, or they would return to it, but one that comes down out of heaven. And so they were looking heavenly, and they were thinking heavenly, even though they were living now. And I've said this before, maybe some other time, but people say, well, you can't be too heavenly minded because you're no earthly good. Oh, that's kind of dumb. Who wants to? You know, you've heard that before, right? If too heavenly minded, you know earthly good. Actually, if you're heavenly minded, you're really doing a lot better on the earth. You'll be a believer filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And to be too heavenly minded, you can never be too heavenly minded. Never. Ever. Um, because heaven's our real home. Right. And you don't want to be earthly good. You want to be heavenly good. So, um, mm-hmm. and I think all the technologies we have and all the stuff that's going on we're talking about tonight. I think it just wears people down, and they're just worn out. And when you're worn out and you're tired, you're susceptible to things you would never be susceptible to because you're just worn out. Give up. Yeah. But I'm I'm here to say don't give up. Uh, The Lord is going to return very, very, very soon. And until he does, there's, there's a reason why you're here. We're here to do a podcast and talk about these things. That's why so far why we're here. So anyway, that's it. No, very good. Very good points, man. Very good. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. God's honest truth. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, I think um, I'm going to call it a night. How about you? Yeah, I'm actually tired. I you probably can tell I'm a little tired tonight. I've been stammering a lot, but yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. I'm tired too. Um, yeah, it's been a long yeah. day. And really enjoyed the show. I really, I really like. I really like what you shared, though. It's it's a good analogy, it really is. And I want to thank you for that because I know oh, it's spoke well, to me and spoke to other people too. So yeah, yeah. Well, folks. We want to thank you. Um, thanks for being with us tonight. And 
and for um, participating because by being here, you are participating. And we just want to tell you that we pray for our audience all the time. And uh, we want to bestow on you our bless, uh, the blessings of the Lord, actually. Um, and thank you for being a great audience. And we will see you. Well, Brian will be back next week on Thursday. And um, mm-hmm. and I will see you. Uh, actually, uh, Ralph and, and I are doing a show on um, on Saturday. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's uh, where everything stands, folks. And, uh, oh, Brian, uh, you have a show on YouTube. Tell them about it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Awake, Are You? That's the name of the show. And it's on YouTube. And I've, uh, I haven't been doing a lot of them because I've been so busy working, but I've got five, I think, five videos up right now. I'm going to do try to do another one tomorrow. Um, actually, I've been sitting on my heart mm-hmm. for a while. I'm going to do one on predestination. Probably tomorrow, the next day. Ooh. So, and hopefully people <laughs> know what that get means. Email. <laughs> oh, no, I, I've been putting it off because uh-huh. I know I'll get back, but I, I, I don't care. This is what I believe, and yeah. I believe it's scriptural, and I believe it will help people because mm-hmm. if you know who you are and you know that you're picked for a certain purpose, it should give you confidence to find out what that purpose is in your life. So if God right. shows you before exactly. you were even born, before the foundations of the world, and then he chooses you to be saved um, at a certain time in, in, the, in, in the future, and then he says he chose you to do good works. Now, we're going to get into it in my podcast, but why does he choose some and some he doesn't? And that's what we're going to talk about because I can't answer that. I don't know why. But there's that verse which what I'm going to talk about either tomorrow or the next day is what does the clay say to the potter? Why did you make me this way? And like, what are we going to say to God? Why did you why did you pick him and not me? Why am I picked and not him? Well, that's none of my business. That's God. He he's he's the potter. We're the clay. He what's the vessel say? Why did you make me this way? Why am I an ashtray? Why am I a vase? Well, because I made you that way. Right. So um, we'll get into some uh-huh. more verses on that, but uh, I don't know why God does a lot of things he does. He doesn't really confide in me too much about what he's going to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been sending Very emails. And I've been sending him texts, but he hasn't been returning them. So I thought T-Mobile was good. I thought maybe it could reach him, but it's obviously I've got ripped off. So, um, but... I hear you. <laughs> yeah, 5G can't reach God, but on my knees in a prayer closet or in my truck praying, I can reach him. And so it's That's just. That's right. It's just. Um, I think, Dave, and I know different people have views of this stuff, but eternal security, predestination, you know, once saved, always saved. If you're not secure in a relationship, any relationship, you know, a human relationship, a husband and wife, if we're not secure in the relationship because you're doubting that person's love and what they think of you, you have a very weak relationship. And you can't right. grow in that relationship. It's just all smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And eventually that relationship will collapse. So you just, God wants us to know 
how secure, we, my opinion, how secure we are. And he wants us to know, well, Brian, I actually chose you millions of years ago before you were even an amoeba. And before the earth was even made. And I'm going, well, why did you mm -hmm. choose me and not Mr. Smith? That's my business, God would say. Right. And, but because I chose you. Very good. I want to get into why he chose you is because he wants you to do this, 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 and this. I didn't choose you to sit on your rear end. I chose you to do something, to be saved, right. and now do something. So, mm -hmm. anyway, you got me going on that. So, um, <laughs> okay. Quiet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can tell I like the sun. No, no, that's good. They have reason to, yeah, they have more reason to come want to listen now. Yeah. Aside um, from you being there, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about. I've just got to get time to do it. I, I try to keep my videos under 30 minutes. I try not to go more than 30 minutes. Uh -huh. So, uh, just because I know people are busy and, and I do it during the day and I want people to be able to, you know, take their lunch or break and be able to, to listen or watch, you know. So, um, yeah, so anyway, good deal. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for All right. <clears throat> Folks, God bless you. Oh, no, no. Hey, that's what we're all about. Folks, uh, have a blessed week. And, uh, Brian, I'll talk to you during the week and in the weekend and whatever. And, um, and we'll be back on Thursday. And I'll see you folks on Saturday with Ralph. Yep. Okay. See you guys later. Have Good night, y'all. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>